I think we started. We're, we're on. We're rolling. We're on. In case you're wondering, I'm Dr. James Diem. Some people call me Jimmy, and I'm joined by uber-talented, my co-host, Dr. Roya Habibi. Roya, how are you? Jimmy, I'm great. Thanks for the welcome. So what's going on? Uh, we're, we're meeting here. We're doing this podcast. Uh, thank you, Valley Contacts. What are we doing here? Valley gave us a pretty awesome experience to be able to start this podcast. The idea is that, you know, I'm on the West Coast, which is the best coast, and you're on the East Coast, nice. two different optometrists practicing two different ways. We do have a common thread here and there, but the idea is that we're going to just chat about different things going on in eye care, um, complain about our common problems, and... Uh, just hopefully have a lot of fun doing it. Absolutely. Ultimately, you know what? It's funny that you say that because I think a lot of times we're out there in our daily work, whether we're students, whether we're doctors, whether we're um, retired, you know, sometimes you might say, I don't know, is optometry really the thing that I wanted to do? But, you know, that kind of leads me to the question of how did you get into optometry in the first place? Did you, is this, you were born and when you were born, you said, I am going to be an optometrist. I'm going to help eyes. Or or was this something that came on later in life? So that, you know, it's just a little bio. Like, who are you and how did you become an optometrist? And just tell us a little bit more about yourself so we know who we're talking to here. Optometrist sort of fell in my lap in a way because originally I was thinking about going to med school. I was doing the whole pre-med route, got cold feet after taking the MCAT, and then realized, hey, is this really what I want? So I took a year off, moved to Charleston, South Carolina, just lived it up at the beach, had my lived my my best life out there. Some days I just think, should I have gone back and done that instead? Just continued a beach bum lifestyle. But anyhow, I shadowed an OD at when I was at home. Just kind of picked one out of the phone book. Because actually, believe it or not, I had never been to the eye doctor previous to optometry school come on i know what percent of students in your class do you think had never been to an eye doctor do you think you were the only, were you the only one of my class i think there were so i know there were around 65 of us that graduated and i believe two or three total had not been to the eye doctor but wow. most of them had most people are obviously i went to berkeley and so many of my classmates were nearsighted <laughs> So I don't know what you're trying to say there. They, it's just a it's just a fun fact. They're all very smart, <laughs> as you have to be because Berkeley's the best. It is a very good school. I would have never gotten into Berkeley, uh, but, but that's yeah, okay. So, that's part of what brings us together is how different we are. Absolutely. So Berkeley was awesome, um, but I didn't even know I wanted to go there. I picked uh, optometrist out of a phone book. She was basically my role model like that I wanted at that time in my life she was practicing on a daily basis she paid for school all the like she paid for all of her grad school which is a goal that I had when I was going to school though my parents were interested in helping me pay for school I uh, knew that I didn't want to pull from their retirement to (laughs) finance my future so I didn't accept any money from them and so anyway, I knew I wanted to go to a school. I knew, knew I wanted a job that I could be able to pay for myself in my future. And I went to my dentist first. My dentist had an awesome practice. She still does. In fact, 
for nine years living on the West Coast, I would fly back to the East Coast to go get my teeth cleaned every six months because that's how much I liked that dentist. She's awesome. Tracy Wynn. Shout out. Lansdowne Dental Care. Yo, Tracy Wynn. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, anyhow, I went there, shout out there, and she told me over lunch break to take a longer lunch because Mr. So-and-so coming in was kind of grouchy and it was a good one to skip. And that was when I realized dentistry was not my thing. But the doctor I mentioned previously, she just had such an easy life, it seemed. Though I didn't really realize what she was doing, she had a really good uh, interaction with all patients, new or returning. Um, she, everyone, even if they gave, she gave them somewhat of bad news, everyone left happier. And that felt like she was changing people's lives, and I wanted something like that. And so that was what got me hooked. What about you, though? I often say that. Well, thank you for asking. I often say that changing people's lives one eye at a time. Uh, I'm in a practice right now. I absolutely love and adore uh, one of the owners there and um, in private practice. And I joke. I joke with uh, we, we get students. We love having students. And I joke with the students. All right, we're you know when they come in the office for for in the morning, I say, all right, you ready to save some lives, you know, and and uh, you know they giggle at me, but I I think it's true, you know, I think we have the opportunity to really make a big impact on people's lives, and um, ultimately that's how I got into it. Like you, not too much different. Wanted to get in the medical field, the the healthcare field. Didn't know exactly which one. Went to a small little high school, you know, thought I'd be a doctor of some kind. Uh, went on to. Uh, undergrad didn't really know what kind of doctor i was going to be did some shadowing here and there did a did a dentist did a physical therapist did a primary care doctor uh did an orthodontist um thought it was all very interesting cool but i did end up getting a job at an optometry practice and um it actually just had an ad in the paper that said testing prepaid uh pre-testing patients so uh went and they hired me on a spot it actually happened to be a retail setting uh, which, you know, a lot of time retail settings get a bad rap right now, sure. you know, in, in, in eye care and social media, whatnot. A lot of times it gets a bad rap. But I'll tell you what, I have everything to thank to this retail setting because it got me a lot of experience. <clears throat> and the doctor that was there actually kind of took me under his wings. And he, you know, kind of brought me in and would show me things and and teach me a lot of different things. But, you know, at the end of everything, basically, when I really got to, you know, thinking about uh, applying to school, he kind of tried to dissuade me. He tried to talk me out. He tried to talk me out. He's like, you know, this really isn't for for you. Um, You know, I think you could do something else. And, uh, you know, there's so many different aspects of of. healthcare right now that are forcing down upon um, optometry. And I'll tell you what, I did a lot of um, searching at that time. I'm reading all these blogs. I'm on Facebook. I'm on, you know, different things. And and there's these doom and gloom people. Like I said, I had that. And then I had other role models. Some people don't have those role models. Did did you ever get into that slump? Because I know I did. In fact, I even uh, in the middle of school... And I was really set on on optometry. I really thought it was a perfect career for me. But I actually looked into taking the dental admission test. Sure. Um, I did. I did do some. And I think in general, optometrists have dentist envy. <laughs> you right. know, you hear it all the time. 
you know, oh, Dennis, they're, they really got it made. You know, they've really figured it out, you know. Right. But I think all professions have their unique issues. Of um, course. I mean, I don't know if I envy, like, being in someone's stinky mouth. Like, I have enough getting close to a slit lamp and smelling a little breath. Mouth smell. Can't, can't handle it. Oh, I, I would rather God. every person come in with coffee breath. I think that should be a requirement. People apologize like, oh, sorry. Just yeah. drink a bunch try of coffee. Not to blink. How about try not to breathe in my face? <laughs> right. Can you, like, actually bleed? I would want you to drink coffee instead of your nasty, weird... Like Rotten cigarette smell? To, right, or that? need to floss, maybe? I don't know. Oh, my God. It's bad. I'm sorry. It's just... <laughs> I had two today that I'm thinking about. And yeah. wonderful patients. I love my so patients. Nice. They're yeah. wonderful people. Um, but, yeah, that and it, it it's not unique to, to me or you, right? We all deal no, with this. No, of course. But, or wait, wait. So. Sorry to just go back for a second. I mean, sometimes I'm, like, on the verge of throwing up. When someone gives me like a sm- small like uh, burp in my face, <laughs> like what did you just do? Yeah. What are you doing? At do you least know ask my me face out is for here? coffee first <laughs> before can, you you know? Can you sit back and maybe yeah. like do that in your hand instead of like cl- like just waft that toward my literally face? anything would have been okay. <laughs> and then, then I wonder sometimes like you know. Does my breath ever sell, smell like gnarly like that? Or, you know, like after lunch, I really tried. Like I, I have a toothbrush there. You know, I floss in between sometimes, you know, because I'm, I'm so con- like I'm overconscious about it because of how you're good. You know, I, gnarly I've been, some patients breaths are. I've been a little bit paranoid about that. A couple of my doctors I work with do the same. And yeah, I feel like I should start doing that. I actually picked that up from the doctor who I was talking about before who <laughs> was negative about it. But yeah, he was very conscious about two things. One was his mouth and the other were his fingernails. Oof. He actually went and got uh, manicures regularly. Yeah. Yes. That's a great excuse to get a manicure. I'm down for a that. A manicure. <laughs> like, I like it. I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Have you ever heard of student doctor network? Absolutely. You have? Yeah. Oh, I spent so many a hours. Big old on blog, or big old uh, network. Oh, terrible! One after Whatever another. It chat is. rooms. Whatever it is, it was terrible. <laughs> yeah. Student doctor network. Biggest O-D-Y-er. group of glass half um, empties that you've oh ever seen. Oh my god, True it was terrible. But I just like was constantly looking on there because it's such a huge investment of your future and your time and your money. And so I, I was really, really concerned of whether or not this was going to be a good idea. So anyway, I went and I shadowed couple other ODs and just like you I had a wonderful experience you know this private practice doctor um who's just doing things the way I was like wow this is this is what I'd like to do this is an awesome awesome yep. uh opportunity so make a long story short I applied uh to PCO went to PCO and um you know upon graduation swore I would not return to my hometown and and here I am in little uh northeastern Pennsylvania with uh, my beautiful wife um, uh, 18 month old daughter whom I love dearly and a, a little, little boy who I just can't imagine, uh, a world without. So it's, a, a, a just total whirlwind. And, um, I love optometry. I absolutely love it. And, um, there's just so many unique features of it and a lot we could, we could talk about. So really appreciate the opportunity to be here with you and talk to all of our colleagues in this unique medium. Absolutely. So the small town vibes are are your digs. 
It is. It really is. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. Um, and, you know, with, with the various things that I do, I get to travel around a good bit. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm only two hours from New York, two hours from Philadelphia here. You know, so I could drive into New York City, drive into Philadelphia. And, you know, it's neat. It's fun. But I don't like being in traffic. Oh, yeah. I feel you. It sounds very small town, but I don't like being in traffic. You know, <laughs> you know, you find your you find your thing. I live in downtown Seattle, and Seattle has pretty miserable traffic. And but if you're in traffic, you can listen to this podcast. That's true. That's but what I'm thinking. my my biggest thing is I live right next to where I work, and so I don't drive. I walk everywhere. It's pretty that's awesome. Cool. So. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's that it's like I could have a bigger house. My husband and I live in a in a luckily we found a house and um just really close to where I work. But we could live in a bigger house with a big yard. With, we have two dogs that would really appreciate extra space, but <laughs> yeah. I will not sacrifice the yeah. commute for you know, you, you value, you find what you value most and you find what negative things are in your life. And if you have the control to get rid of those things, it's worth it. And kind of touching on what you were saying earlier, I think a lot of doctors in the past, even when I was going into school, I remember whether it had been previous when I was thinking med school or even optometry school, there are a lot of, I guess, non-adapters Right. Or even maybe when you were in optometry school, how often did doctors say you can't do private practice anymore? It's not profitable anymore. Oh, my God. So much. So much. The skeptics. And you you'll read that on a lot of different uh, of these, you know, mediums that are out there. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, you know, here we are, you know, two uh, relatively new grads within about five years of practice or so. And, And I think, you know, I, you know. I didn't do any anything magical, you know, no. and we're making it work. You know, we're making Absolutely. it work. But but I do think it takes dedication. It takes focus. Um, it does take sacrifice in some regards. And and I think that what we just talked about is a really great topic for one of our future shows. And I, I'm promising to all of you out there, especially our new grads and students, um, one of the things we're going to talk about in just a couple episodes is, you know, how do you come up with that? How do you come up with what you want to do? Absolutely. Where you want to be. And what's most important? Do you want to be a glaucoma specialist? Do you want to be a scleral lens specialist? Do you want to be a brain injury specialist? Or do you want to live in New York City? And those two, you know, and those two things might not be able to exist. Coexist. Or they could. It's I, possible. I think it's a lot possible. of people think that one job has to be their all, one and only job. And I think kind of touching to your point, you know, Dipping your feet in a couple places too, whether it be dipping your feet in a couple cities or right. into a couple uh, types of offices, is very valuable as well. And I think you know one thing that I would also like to offer, and not to say that I'm an expert in any aspect of anything that I say, and in fact, I'd like to make a disclosure and that I'm not. <laughs> but <laughs> um, you know, I I would like to say that you know I'd like all of you to visit our Facebook. I'd like all of you to visit our our web page. And um, we'll have contacts on there. And and if you do have questions about anything that we talk about, please, you know, shoot them Absolutely. to us. I'd, I'd love out. to help you out with, um, you know, navigating uh, purchasing a practice or talking about marketing a scleral lens uh, practice within a practice that exists and and various things that that I've done. Um, 
And if I don't know the answer, we'll we'll certainly find the right person to to answer those questions for you. Um, so yeah, the the purpose of what we're doing here today, though, is just kind of introduce you all to us and to this podcast. Um, so with that, I think it would all be very important for you to know what Roya's uh, eyeglass prescription is. So believe it or not, I mean. I, you probably can guess considering the fact that I'd never been to an eye doctor before, but I am a very sure. strong hyperope. A nice uh, plus one, plus, plus one, one and a quarter, depending on how, how dilated I am. Nice, <laughs> nice, solid hyperope. Wow. Yes. It says a lot about you. Like, I have to oh, say, yeah. I would have I ever pegged you for a hyperope. If I would have guessed, I would have said you were minus six. No. Yes. No. Nope. Yes, I would have said you're a minus six because you're very like determined. You're very driven. It seems like you know you're you, you just, don't know many you know hyper ups. I think hyper ups in general. Hyper ups are usually like goofballs. Like me, no. I'm a hyper up. <laughs> yeah, I would have right. guessed that you were a minus six. <laughs> With, like crazy astigmatism, you know, like some weirdo. <laughs> it, and and that gets to a very uh, good point, right? Like. Do you not classify people by their prescription? Like when you're seeing them, like, oh, oh yeah, yes. yep, that totally makes sense that you're plus eight. Oh, my God. Totally when people sense. come in, I mean, it like seriously just like makes me cringe when I get a plus 150 not wearing plus two readers, but that's all they do come in. And they're like, I can see everything. I just can't read. And you're like, oh, do I really, really need to tell you everything right now? You don't know. Like, why are you going <laughs> to go through everything? Because you're you don't... giving them an optics class right there. Right. Here's the focal point. It's in behind right. your eye when you're a hyperop <laughs> and in front of your eye when you're a my- myope. And it just makes total sense to you. But, you know, everything you're saying is just going pew, 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 right by Yes. You. When people uh, are like, I'm just farsighted. And when you when I pull out the word far, they're like, well, am I farsighted or nearsighted? And you're like, oh, God, are we really going there? Yes. Do you even know what that means? Why are you even asking? Why do you care? Why is that a term that's like become Dr. Beebe, what is my vision? (laughs) Or when someone asks you, they have a ton of astigmatism and they're like, what's my prescription now? Will you read me the numbers? And you're like, you don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, No, I won't do it. No. 2020. I'll print it out for you. You can go look at it. You're not legally blind. Don't worry (laughs) about it. (laughs) (sighs) So, so we're both emetropes. Well, you're a little hyperopic and I'm a little hyperopic, but I kind of consider it a functional emetrope. Absolutely. Do you have Functionally perfect. Yes. No, this is a funny story. Really quick detour. Please. Back at Berkeley, we're sitting in our visual Berkeley. vision science. We're, we were in the stacks reading about vision science. We're just perfecting everything about us just to be as good as we are as a school, you know? Right. We've got to keep go the, all our numbers up. Yep, go Bears. like that. Um, anyways, we're in the visual science lab with these super nerdy, brilliant researcher who's collecting some sort of data exactly collecting some sort of data on wavefront analysis of the eye they're doing these like wavefront barometry or whatever however you say that on the eye measuring how optically perfect your eyes are okay so we're sitting in front of this machine that kind of looks like i don't know oct or something and the, the researcher turns to me and he says what are you wearing and i go I don't know, like a purple shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you want? What do you want for me? 
He was asking like my prescription, like contacts. Or... Oh, okay. Woo. That was, I was getting a little. I was like, whoa. Everyone <laughs> in the room knew what it? he was asking, but me. I don't know, like a purple sweatshirt. <laughs> uh, you, but you, you didn't have any contacts. So. None. Yeah. None. Wow. Oh, by wow. the way, in my group of sixty-five, I have the most perfectly made eyeballs. Just FYI, my eye brings light to a almost point. <laughs> that is no coma in my be on, that should be on your gravestone my li- my eye brings light to a perfect point it's just it's prophetic in a way it's I mean, interesting because i used to joke with uh um we talked offline a little bit about you know uh your normal course through school or some people take breaks and and that kind of stuff and and i actually i didn't mention this before but i did i took a little break in the middle of school and so there were a couple of us that took a little break in school we all sat in the front row and i had a friend who who would sit next to me her name is abby abby brubaker hello abby, hey, abby. she's not abby brubaker anymore she's abby crawford um she uh and i would joke cuz she was a minus 8 and uh i i would say i'm an amatrope i'm spherical you know, I'm ortho, <laughs> you know, everything, you know, just perfect eyes. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so it's funny. I think you and I were our, we were doppelgangers. Yep. You were at Berkeley. I was at PCO. Yep. So anyway, good stuff. Yin and so yang, perhaps I, I think it's true. I think it's true. So, uh, you know, we're, we're here. We're, I'm in a private practice. Yeah. Tell I me said. about your practice a bit. I know it, that you I'm, are now a co-owner of Props. Yes, I am. Thank you so much. And uh, it's it's fun and also uh, not fun at the same time <laughs> because we have to, you know, deal with different things that you didn't have to deal. I, I fired somebody today. Oof, um, ow. And I mean, I, I, I'm not, you know, certainly not. That's not a braggadocious thing to say. It's just something that, you know, you got to deal with from time to time. And True. Um, so anyway, yeah, we have two offices, uh, five ODs together. We have two uh, MDs that come in, a cataract surgeon, cornea doctor that comes in once a week, and a retina specialist that comes in once a cool. week. Cool. Um, yeah, really nice practice and uh, happy to be a part of it. Um, what about you? So I joined a practice two years ago in the Seattle area, and I'm a, one of uh, 16 doctors at four Woo! locations. A mostly lot. ophthalmologists are in my group, and most of the ophthalmologists are surgical specialists. So the only specialist we do not cover or specialty is neuro. Uh, we've got a retina, glaucoma, uh, two cornea surgeons, um, pediatric plastics? ophthalmologist. What am I missing? Did you say plastics? Plastics, yep. Uh, yeah, so it's pretty awesome because I feel like I almost work in a VA, sort of. That's sort of the vibe that that's most familiar um, but it's a private practice, which is nice because I have wow. my own little practice um, and my niche is kind of uh, medical contact lenses, dry eye, and then I do general care as well. But it's nice to have colleagues that are immediately available if I need them on any particular topic. And I am also the youngest of my group by – there's a couple that are similar to my age too, but – Everyone else is basically 40 and up, which makes me kind of like the whippersnapper of the group. You're the whippersnapper. <laughs> I just like tell them all these new ideas because I'm annoying and have a ton of energy. And they're all uh, like, oh, okay, you do that. You do up, all Raya. the effort for that. <laughs> yeah. 
go for it. <laughs> but yeah, they're super encouraging. And, you know, obviously there's pros and cons, and I'm sure there are people that do one way or the other, but I feel pretty lucky to be in a group of ophthalmologists that are very encouraging to optometry. Um, I know that obviously sometimes there, the people have had negative experiences, but I think with ophthalmology generally, if you show your value and where we work together so beautifully, you we can learn a lot from each other. Actually, um, you know, and I, I love it. I think, and I, and I guarantee all of our listeners that we will have a show with uh, a discussion about ophthalmology and optometry with an ophthalmologist and and ourselves who are two optometrists who work in optometry practices that work hand in hand with ophthalmology. Absolutely. It's, it's an absolute must. And right now you have publications like collaborative eye and, and uh, millennial eye, which is a um, CE meeting that is also hosting optometry CE. There, there's a lot of this collaborative care, especially with the new age ophthalmology. You know, Absolutely. Some older docs that maybe aren't totally hot on that. You know, but um, I think to everyone we're talking to right now, they all get it. Oh, for sure. Um, so, so, but I think it's a good conversation and it's one that's not had in a public forum very often. Absolutely. Uh, so, so I guarantee that I can bring an ophthalmologist to the table. Will, will you? I'll see what I can do. You know, I don't like that I should... answer. I do not like that answer. It's not good enough. So I'm, I'm going to probably just already know. I'm going to go ahead that and you say said yes. My my like mentor in my group, and he's seriously my role model in for my profession. I think. I mean, I have a lot of role models, but he is one that I hugely look up to. His name's Brian McKillop. He's a corneal specialist in the area. Brian just turned. 70 years old i believe still practicing still does cornea surgery kind of although mostly cataracts now but he still to this day goes and watches other doctors in surgery to learn and he still reads articles and he still asks questions and that's awesome to me to see someone that's still that curious and still can be humble and learn around other people and plenty it's of impressive. times I've gone to him to ask him questions, but he's come to me to ask me things. And it's really fun to be able to, because he knows way more than me, but to be That's able to think. talk about topics like that with someone that, you know, feels so prestigious is really exciting. So anyway, we'll, we'll get to that topic. In we the need future. to do that. Right. So, Absolutely. so, I mean, just in this conversation, we have, we have that, right. Absolutely. I think I mentioned another one. What was the other one that I mentioned? We were talking about forums and maybe talking about some negativities that people have about the profession and and how to decide what you want to do as a new grad you know so kind of like do i want to pick a location do i want to pick a profession do i want to pick a practice you know how do i decide what to do upon graduation absolutely i mean i think even touching on unusual optometrists in different paths would be pretty awesome and we have some great people to bring in on that maybe behind the scenes at different optical shops love it we could just twist it a whole bunch of different directions so we have a lot of couple forward to absolutely we have a couple really exciting little fun segments we're gonna do probably tying to every little every uh podcast we do um you know uh one one interesting or funny one was uh, overheard in the waiting room or um your review really said that um <laughs> 
uh, and also um, uh, as seen on ODs on Facebook or other social media outlets. You know, sometimes people just put the the, the most darndest things, of course. Yes. Um, so we'll we'll even we'll talk rising about them stars. Here. Uh, and and of course updates. we yes yeah and uh, see Roy is always bringing me back to like things that matter and I appreciate <laughs> that <laughs> you know I just want to screw around and she's always bringing me back to things that matter and I appreciate that so so these are the things we have to look forward to um you know I I think you know this was a pretty good introduction in general absolutely uh, to, Jimmy to all the exciting things that we have to look forward to so so. What do you think? I uh, I think that about does add? it. But before we go again, thanks again to Valley Contacts for their support, not only for making an amazing lenses, but also being the great people they are, making it so fun to work with them. Be sure to tune in and listen to our next episode as we start gossiping about controversial topics on scleral contact lens management. Ooh. I know it's an easy one to talk about considering I our sponsor, it. but we've got way more to talk about than your basic 101. But until then... Try not to blink.